say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody. Welcome back to our campfire. As you can tell, we're obviously outside of the city again. Yep. Guys, you need to stop saying Bloody Mary. Yeah. Please. We warned you. <laughs> but Nopeville is all up in arms. Yeah. All the Bloody Marys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the Bloody Marys drinking Bloody Marys. Stop it. Yeah. Like, I don't even like Bloody Marys. <laughs> I've never actually had like a real one with like a, a celery stick in it. The one time somebody tried to make it, they didn't have celery, so they put dill pickle. Okay. I don't think that helped. My husband likes ones with candied bacon. That sounds good. If you like Bloody Marys, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He likes Bloody Marys. Uh, no, thanks. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of tomato juice. I'd rather just have like vodka. like Just, mm. just straight vodka? Just straight vodka. <laughs> just pound it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. All right, so we decided on our campfire because we've been getting some nope reports from our special tech murmur, the Great Duke of Hell. Yep, he's resurfaced again. He's resurfaced and he tells us why. Mm. <laughs> he's been a little busy. Mm -hmm. But here's our daily nope report from September 16th, 2020. It's prepared by Murmurs, Great Duke of Hell, Master of Nope, 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 and Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the weather for this day was overcast and crappy. Mm -hmm. It was a Wednesday, and the temperature range was nope. <laughs> <laughs> Events, nope. <laughs> Did we really need to go into SCP-049 cell? Even I, a great Duke of Hell, really don't need a case of the plague, and this COVID thing is already too much. <laughs> Side note, found a cell for Jim. He just stands there staring in the direction of SCP-049 and coughs. Doesn't even cover his mouth. Will he be using social distancing? I'll be at the bar, far away from SCP-049. <laughs> Comments. Just checking on my health insurance and want to make sure it covers the plague. I do get benefits, right? If not, just send some OJ with my next payment. <laughs> OJ with your vodka. <laughs> screwdriver. <laughs> yep, the screwdriver of health. 
Uh, oh, there's a, there's a little splatter of blood on this nope report, Rimmer. <laughs> oh, jeez. He says, ignore the blood. I didn't cough that up or anything. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm going to send some extra OJ for you. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Nature of Nope. The other residents of Nopeville have been social distancing for me. Some of them <laughs> so well, I'm not even sure if they're still within the city limits. Murmur. Oops. Y- you need to figure that out. Right? <laughs> Signature Murmur completion date, September 16th, 2020. <laughs> good job. Keep up the good work. Yes, thank you. <laughs> You'll get your screwdrivers of health soon, <laughs> if not already. All right, and he actually sent another Daily Note report on September 23rd, 2020. Mm-hmm. Once again, prepared by Murmur Great Duke of Hell, scurvy dog of the Nope Lake. <laughs> <laughs> the weather was foggy, temperature range was wet, and it was a Friday. All right. Events was at the bar when it suddenly filled up with the spirits of pirates. Mm-hmm. One, they smell bad, like yeah. really bad. Mm-hmm. Two, they drank all of the alcohol, even my hidden supply. Well, That's not good. No. Three, they leveled three buildings with cannon fire. Uh-oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Four, firing cannons is fun. Well, uh, I'm glad uh, you got to have a little bit of fun. Mur- oh, five, make that four buildings leveled. Murmur. <laughs> Murmur. That's coming out of your payment. Yes. No more <laughs> vodka. Just the OJ. <laughs> <laughs> Comments. Can our next tour involve showers or our new residents of Noteville need to learn about hygiene? Mm. Well, would you teach them? That would be Share amazing. the OJ with them and then the scurvy won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> or please send a lot of deodorant or, and air fresheners and booze and cannonballs. <laughs> I, I'm sure we can arrange that minus the cannonballs. With, yeah. with four buildings leveled. No more cannibals. I also feel like those are probably not all that easy to find. (laughs) And they're requesting strumpets. Not sure what they are, but they say they are fun. Mm. No. Okay. We're going to have to deny that one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The nature of Nope. Yo-ho, a pirate's life for me and every resident of Nopeville. (laughs) Then he also wrote, sorry, it's late. Lost track of time and hungover. P.S. Send vodka. (laughs) Because that's what you need. (laughs) (laughs) Signed by Murmur, completion day, September 27th, 2020. So it took him four days from when he started to complete it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Oh, good to see you're doing well. Yep, you're doing doing a fantastic job. Continue doing what you're doing. (laughs) Yes. Are we also going to introduce who we're sitting here with? Yeah. So around me, I have Aaron W., Robin S., and Veronica G. And beside me, I have Caitlin C. and Cal. All right. Let's get into some campfire stories. Woo! So this first one is from Aaron. It's called The Vengeful Spirit. Ooh. I stared in horror as the beautiful woman with skin as white of freshly fallen snow before me started to shift and change, her appearance becoming more grotesque with each passing moment. Her long, graceful fingers had become elongated and her nails had become knives. Her long, black, sleek hair unfolded itself from the ornamental hair stick made of ivory that held it in a tight bun and started going in every direction, as if she were immersed in water. Hmm. Even her traditional silk hanbok started to rip and decay as she stood there trembling in hatred and anger. You know mm. what a hanbok is, right? I don't. It's a it's like a Korean version of a kimono. 
Okay, I was wondering if it was maybe like a dress of some sort. Yeah. She stabbed my chest with her fingers, pulling me in closer to look straight into the endless void of her eyes. Smiling with satisfaction, she stabbed me in the forehead with her other hand. No. I expected things to go dark for my life to end. Things went dark very briefly, but in a flash of bright light, I was standing in a rice field. Looking around, things are very surreal, blurry around the edges. Everything except the small farmhouse in front of me that stood out very solid and clear. The house stood a few yards away, made from what looked like clay and thatch for the roof. An unseen force shoved me forward like a wall closing in behind me. Hmm. I hustle a bit to get away from the feeling. I cautiously approached the little house. A man in fine silk clothing stormed out the door as I drew close to the entrance, not paying attention to me at all. The invisible force hit me and projected me into the house. I land on my back in the middle of the living room. Rolling over with a groan, I quickly flattened myself as a panel of the floor flew at me, crashing into the wall. Hmm. Looking down into the hole, I see a lone candle sitting on a small table. The rest of the room is shrouded in darkness. Knowing that I wouldn't have a chance, I drop down into the hole and approach the table. There is a news article clipping. At first, it was in a language that I couldn't read, but as I scanned the article, the words flashed into English. The Korean fact, we report everything newsworthy. Earlier this year, Lord Tae's wife mysteriously vanished without a trace. The Lord was insisted that his bride is not missing, just currently in residence. When pressed for details, the Lord declines to respond with anything other than death threats upon us humble folk, so the answer to Haran's disappearance may never be found. 1899. Hmm. Interesting. 1899, presumably the year the article was written, but that doesn't help me at all. It might give me the name of the woman, but that's all. I sit on the cold, hard dirt floor and press my hands to my eyes. Think, how did this nightmare begin? I remember going on a haunted tour of a creepy-looking place, looking for inspiration for my next story. I got separated from the group when I had stopped to look more closely at the diary they had on display, and when I turned back, the beautiful stranger was standing there, and that's when this hellish nightmare began. Putting my hands down at my sides, I stared at the hole in the ceiling. I need to get out of here. Pushing myself up, I noticed that my hands felt wet. Looking down, I saw in the dim candlelight that my palms were covered in blood. The distinct metallic scent has caught my attention now. Glancing down, I see blood is now up to my shins and rising rapidly. Looking up for a way out, I am rooted to the spot by sheer fear. Floating above me with that same vicious smirk is the woman from before. Oh, Oh, thanks. (laughs) Blood is flowing from her hands like faucets, the source of my current predicament. Hmm. What do you want from me? I shriek at her out of panic. She cocked her head at me and started to laugh. It sounded like distorted crystal in the wind and grew more hysterical as it went on. Oh my. The blood had risen up to my chest. I went to the wall in front of me and started to try to climb. Above me, the woman laughed harder. It was so hard to move through the thick blood, but something else was wrong. The blood had formed into hands. Hands were grabbing me, pulling me back and down. Resisting hard and failing... I lost my grip on the wall and fell back into the dark fluid. The woman ceased laughing and screeched, Die! As the tiny hands rushed into my mouth, choking me from the inside and drowning me at the same time. When I opened my eyes again, the dark open sky above me and blood-stained ground with geysers of fire dotting the landscape greet me. Am I in hell? Before I can ponder it further, a shriek from my worst nightmare brought me back to the present. She's poised to kill me once and for all. A glint from the ground catches my eye. It's the ivory hair stick the woman had before. Hmm. The woman unleashed another inhuman cry and lunged at me just as I dove for the stick. Somehow she missed me and I was thankfully able to grab the stick, which I now brandished like a sword. Now what? No time to think, she strikes at me again. 
A cry of pain escapes her lips as she backs away from me. The ivory hair stick was now sticking out of her chest, where her heart should be, if she even has one. Hmm. Looking down at her wound in terror, she looks back at me and whispers, Thank you. As her body turned into ash and blew away in the wind. The world around me shifted sharply and started to rapidly melt like fresh paint hit with a bucket of water, dissolving into the house museum where I was before. A tour guide found me, dazed and confused some time later. I think the next time I need inspiration, I might just go play with some puppies instead. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, read creepypastas online or something. (laughs) Nice. I like it. Uh, Good job, (laughs) Erin. Next, we have a story by Caitlin C. It says, hello, I saw your call out for stories. So here's one of mine. This is a true personal account. We are always looking for stories, by the way, guys. Yeah. Send your story. Whether we post about it or not, we are always looking for stories. So go ahead and send them to us. We really love hearing your stories. It's super fascinating. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I am a natural born spiritual practitioner by bloodline and connection with spirit and have had experiences since birth. Wow. It wasn't until I went away to college that I encountered my first spiritual matter that I was not equipped to handle at the time. It was a five-year spiritual attachment. Some might consider it to be demonic in nature, though culturally I don't use labels in my approach, only the nature of the the being. The story begins at my wit's end on the (laughs) night I refer to as fight night. Okay. It had been two full years of doctor appointments, nightly sleep paralysis, and physical spiritual attacks. Oh, God. I developed PTSD and sleep anxiety from these attacks to the point that my doctor told me that if I didn't find a way to sleep that I was going to die. Oh, wow. He compared it to the same way otherwise healthy soldiers return home from war and die in their sleep because stress hormones continue to rise until your body gives out. Nice. I had exhausted every spiritual tool and fiber of physical strength that I had at the time. I knew I had to do something. It was me or this thing. I picked a night that I knew my parents would be out of town, and I devised a simple plan, basically a battle to the death. For all I knew, one of us was walking away victorious. Wow. I was praying like hell that it would be me. Once it was dark, I crawled into bed and waited. Waited for him to show up like he did every night. I didn't have to wait long. When I saw him standing in the shadow of my closet, (gasps) I yelled out, It's you or me, motherfucker. This ends tonight. (laughs) Wow. As I lay there preparing for this inevitable spiritual attack, the shadow man very slowly and calmly bent down and wrapped his hand around my ankle and began to drag me towards (gasps) the shadow he was hiding in. Oh, fuck. My mattress was an air mattress and the floor was linoleum, so he wasn't dragging me, but dragging the whole mattress. Oh, God, I have goosebumps. Yeah. Ugh. In sickened fear, I yanked my foot from his grasp and headed down the hallway, though I quickly realized that I didn't quite have full control. My run down the hallway was very slow, stiff, and robotic. Mm. I finally reached the living room, and it let go of me. As I tried to gather my head enough to figure out my next move, it began to laugh loudly and audibly (laughs) from the end of the hallway. Oh, God. I was out. I grabbed my truck keys and ran out the front door. When I crossed the threshold of the house, I toppled at the waist and began wailing, screaming, and crying. The depth of sorrow and dispel that I felt was immeasurable by human emotion. Mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't my own and that and that this is what this thing must feel all the time. I made my way to the truck and began a short but hurried 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Oh, God. Drive to my sister's house a mile away. I glanced in the mirror at the half mile mark only to see a shadow riding along with me. <gasps> in the be- car? Yep. Oh, God. 
I began saying what I think any of us would say, get the fuck out of my car. Yeah. I am tougher than you, motherfucker. I wouldn't say that. I'd be like, you know. <laughs> yeah, first I'd, part, yes, maybe not. I'd park part. on the side of the road and just bolt. <laughs> <laughs> you can have the car. <laughs> I repeated this a healthy number of times and it rolled out the side of my truck in some weird black ball of energy. Wow. Before I could catch my breath in relief that this thing left, I slammed on my brakes and skidded to a stop. In the bright beam of my headlights, there sat a black dog. As I began to feel bad for almost hitting the dog because I was speeding, I took a closer look. As my truck slowly crept toward the dog to get it to move, I noticed its nose was drooping a little lower than it should and it refused to budge. Its golden eye shine looked somehow unnatural, then they showed red. In a cold rush of adrenaline, I floored it. There was no dog, only a devil trying to slow me down. Jeez. I fought a spiritual war all night that night, and my grandfather prayed over me the next day, finally breaking this attachment. Although time has allowed me to heal and the experience has strengthened me so that I can help others in similar situations, I cannot say that this is gone forever. Like all evil things, they stand in the doorway waiting for an in, any weakness or vulnerability. I can uh -oh. say that it holds no power over me, and if it wants me to kick its ass again, I'm here. <laughs> I need you to protect me. <laughs> right. You're a lot more brave than we are. I know. But man, that was a hell of a story, Caitlin. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. That's fucking yeah. nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Gave me goosebumps. Jeez. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> All right. If you have any more stories. Yeah. We'd love to hear them. them in. <laughs> All right. This next one is from Robin S. Robin says, I went to a lady's house who was a psychic. She was testing a group of us to see if any of us had a sensitivity regarding ESP, etc. She asked us all to close our eyes and put out our hands palm up. She went around the table and laid an object in one of our hands. We were not allowed to open our eyes or close our hand around it. She asked us to breathe and concentrate and to see if the object was telling us anything. All of a sudden, the room started to shift. I felt myself swaying back and forth and it was making me dizzy. I told her what was happening. The object in my hand was a pocket watch that belonged to her great-grandfather, who was the captain of a sailing ship. Ooh. Most of my experiences have been very different, and I don't consider them spooky. However, there was this one time I was in a chat with a friend, and we were using a webcam. He asked me who was there with me, and I said, No one? Why do you ask? Oh. <laughs> oh, God. And he told me there was a Native American guy standing behind me. No. No, no, no. 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 Uh. Another time I was looking at my friend's photos of when she was a little girl. There was one photo where she was sitting in a chair and there was a lot of wall showing behind her. The wall had very busy wallpaper of tiny flowers. I saw it immediately. There was an elderly woman visible in the wallpaper looking down at her. Mm. It took me a while to get her to see the woman, but when she did, she burst out in tears. It was definitely her grandmother. She had looked at the photos thousands of times and never noticed it. Aww. Yeah. That's creepy. <laughs> so Robin is actually one of my mom's friend, and she was here at my house visiting recently. Mm -hmm. And she was staying in the spare bedroom downstairs. And so we have three cats that live in the house. One mm -hmm. of them is a fear outdoor cat that plays with toys all over the house because she's still young and she's just very playful. Yeah. So they were sitting in the living room and you have like a clear view of the door that, you know, to the room she was staying in and it was shut. And... Bootsy, the cat, was playing with a ball. She mm -hmm. kept rolling it under the door, and it kept rolling back. Oh, no. Yeah. In your and, house? Yeah. 
I'm not going to your house anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was another time, I think like the next day or something like that, there's a painting that an old family friend had done of me when I was a kid that's mm-hmm. been hanging on that wall literally since we moved into this house like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. It has never been moved. Not once. It has mm-hmm. been stuck to this wall. Yeah. It fell down. <gasps> Maybe it's the ghost in your house knowing that Robin is like sensitive to things. Could be. It's and like, the ghost hey, hey. It's like finally trying to reach out like, um, excuse me, I've been here for like 20 years and none of these people pay attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she gave it power by being here. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, that's creepy. We should do a, a ghost hunt at your house. <sighs> I don't know if I want to confirm. That's I the know. thing. <laughs> I know I, we, I, we have all this ghost hunting equipment yeah. and my husband is like, oh, do you want to test it? I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> I don't need to know that there's something in our house. And he's like, but you like ghosts when you want one here. I'm like, not in my house. <laughs> I like visiting them in other places. <laughs> yeah, it's fine if you're where you're supposed to be, but you're not supposed to be in my house. <laughs> you're not invited. It reminds me of that post I saw fairly recently. That was like a way that you could tell because ghosts are you know spirits are frequently lurking at like the windows and doors they can't come in unless you let them in yeah and the idea is that and any door can work or something like that so you put a candle a lit candle in front of the door Mm -hmm. and you sit there and then i think you you ask if anyone's there okay and i think it was like if if the flame doesn't move at all then nothing's there Mm -hmm. if the flame flickers but doesn't go out something's there waiting for you to let it in no. If the fl- if the flame goes out, it's already inside. <sighs> and I was like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I'm not going to try it. No. <laughs> no thanks. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah. I was like, nothing. <laughs> no thank you. I don't want <laughs> This story was submitted by Cal. They say, I worked security for the first couple years out of the army. Not site guard, but mobile patrol. Hey, mm-hmm. another security guard. Yeah, security guards have some stories. Apparently. <laughs> I was a supervisor because of my background, so when things went south, it was my problem. Ooh. One particular site caused a real headache a few times a year. It was a decommissioned hospital. Yeah. The location was disconnected from utility grids and waiting on demolition, but it was slow going because work crews kept quitting because of all the happenings at the site. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> the entrances were secured with steel plates, but a few times a year, people would phone in stating that they saw lights inside the building and we would we would have to go check hmm. if we found everything secure and observed no activity ourselves we could call it a wash and write the report but a few times over the course of three years we found breaches places where people had pried up edges of bars or cut the locks off the steel doors hmm. when we found a breach we had to enter and clear the facility mm-hmm. now it wasn't an incredibly large facility i've seen apartment complexes larger but it was haunted mm. Not just rumored to be haunted, but actually fucking haunted. <laughs> of course, all kinds of stories about the place were passed around, creating a psychosis in the minds of my teams. But beyond that, things kept happening inside the building. Mm-hmm. You can dismiss a sound that only you hear, but when a team of nine hears the same sound, that's something else. Yeah. <laughs> the first couple floors weren't so bad, just dusty and creepy. But the further up you went, the worse the happenings went. visual and auditory hallucinations some experienced by a single person like psychosis invented and some by multiple people in a group still possibly psychosis but the more people hear or see the same thing the harder it is to dismiss it would begin around the third or fourth floor Mm -hmm. flashlights would start dying even units that had fresh batteries put into them before we entered 
Yeah. Radios wouldn't work, no signal in or out. And cell phones would turn off and refuse to turn back on until they left the building. Uh Uh-oh. We could never explain that logically. Maybe buildings construction could block the signals, but But how could it affect the phone's power? Yeah, I was going to say, but not turn it off. (laughs) Yeah, like that doesn't, that's just not how that works. Mm. So we used chem lights. Worked together as one large team, all with an eyesight of one another, but it would get worse. Hmm. By the time we get to the top two floors where our technology is failing us, poor light, hallucinations, etc., we would get amped up, all paranoid and everything, and we start losing sight of each other. I get everyone lined up together and we walk within arm's reach of others so we don't risk anything untoward happening to my teams and it gets worse. Hmm. In addition to the sounds, the visuals, and the presence we are experiencing... Real or perceived, several people are now reporting feeling like they're being grasped at, like hands trying to grab them. As if that isn't bad enough, the people on the end of the line keep saying they're feeling drawn to the windows, the smashed out Uh, open windows. uh, Oh, on the third or fourth floor. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, my paranoia is fully inflamed and I get everyone to whip out their cuffs and we all cuff ourselves together arm to arm in a long chain. One floor left, everyone is terrified, myself included, and we have a small section that might have housed a greenhouse from the looks of what's left of the structure, Mm -hmm. and a lot of open patio roof. A couple people did try to walk to the edge, reporting feeling propelled towards it, but the rest acted as anchor and no one went over. Damn. That's scary. It sounds like for a lot of this, they're also pretty skeptical, like, up until, like, about here. (laughs) We finished our sweep and found no one inside. I got everyone out, down and out, and as we're uncuffing ourselves and checking that we have everything and brush the dust off of us, we realize that several of us have tiny handprints, like <gasps> child-sized handprints, in the dust on our pants. Ew! Gross. We're all still amped up, and this is seriously messing with us, and I get mad, thinking someone is taking advantage and messing with the only eight people in the company brave enough to go into that place with me. Right. Everyone denies any shenanigans. And at the time, I'm not buying it. I check everyone's hands against the prints, trying to find something even close. No bueno. Uh I get everyone to empty their pockets, myself included, turning them inside out together in front of everyone to prove that no one has a sticky hand or something like that, but no one had anything that could have done those prints. And those prints were legitimately from inside the building. To this day, I can't talk about this in a dark room, and each of the other two times I had to take a team inside there, we brought lots of chem lights and preemptively cuffed ourselves together right from the main floor. That's really smart, though. Yeah. Pretty much the same experience each time. I will never forget that place, and any ghost hunter story or show or whatnot makes me think of it. I've reminisced about the place years later with people who were there both with me and after me, and Mm. will sleep with the lights on and check on each other the day after, just in case. I've been to other haunted places since and felt presences and thought I've seen things and the like, but never anything like that again. And I really hope I never do. Wow. That's insane. That's insane. I have fucking goosebumps. Yeah. Jeez. Ah. No, thank you. Well, thank you for sharing your story, though. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) And if any of your friends that were there. (laughs) Yeah. If anybody else that's been there has any other experiences or anything like that, we would love to hear it. Like, holy shit. Nuts. Yeah, but I'm glad they all made it out all right, so that's good. Yeah, and some pretty smart thinking. Like, the sticky hand, like, I wouldn't have thought that that would be it. Like, that'd be an interesting prank. Like, put some, like, baby powder or some flour on a sticky hand and uh, automatic child handprints. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's smart that he, like, was 
still skeptical anyway because I'd immediately been like, "Oh my god, there were children goes everywhere." And yeah, were I would have been like, "I quit, <laughs> <laughs> never going back in there again." Here's my two second notice. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this next one is from Veronica G. All right. So Veronica says, "Hi, Christine and Jen. Hello, Veronica. I have a story for a campfire episode." This is not a ghost story, but a terrifying dream that will still make you say nope. <laughs> I believe it. So, yeah, definitely nightmares are something we're looking for as well. Mm-hmm. I'll preface this dream with a little context that makes it make more sense. My husband and I have a one-year-old daughter, and he has to be out the door by 7 each morning, so when she wakes up, he will do the feeding as he's already up. Mm. When he's about ready to leave, he will set her on our bed to wake me up. This dream took place on a day he was off, so it's a gamble who will get up with her. <laughs> right. She woke up around 5.50 a.m. I didn't immediately spring in there in hopes she would fall back asleep so I could also get a little more rest. Sounds mm. like something I would do. I do that right. with my dog. Oh, so that also sounds like you and your <laughs> husband with your dog in general. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm just going to lay here with one eye open and he'll hear her eventually <laughs> wake her up. <laughs> Don't tell him that. Okay. <laughs> I fell back asleep. The dream. It was still very dark in my bedroom as I heard the door open. My daughter is in the door frame and coming towards my bed at the height as though she's being carried in. But Once she arrives at the bed, I realize my husband wasn't standing here, and in fact, an invisible entity had brought her to me. What? I'm handed my daughter, and I can feel her body weight. I get this overwhelming sense that it's not actually my child. <sighs> I look down at my daughter, and I'm horror-struck. Her eyes are not their beautiful blue. In fact, she doesn't even have pupils. Yeah. Both of her eyes just look like static on the TV with no signal in her glowing. Oh, I immediately woke up and had chills all over my body. Yeah, no thanks at all. That is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> like a legit nightmare. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Nope. That's scary. No, no. Nope. Well, that definitely made us say nope. Thanks, Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> Repeatedly nope. <laughs> Thanks for contributing to nope November. <laughs> Nopeville, nope November. <laughs> All right. And thank you again for joining us around the campfire. Thank you to those of you that submitted your stories. Those were amazing. Yeah, these are really great. And if you want to be featured in any of these episodes, by all means, send us a story. It can be real fiction. It can be a nightmare, sleep paralysis. It can be someone else's story. You can remain anonymous. If you have any sort of stories that you want to submit, though, you can send them either through our website on the contact us page at www.notevillepodcast.com. And just make sure you select Campfire Stories as your subject. Or you can email it to us directly at notevillepodcast at gmail.com and again just make sure that the subject line says campfire stories yeah and it's really important that the subject line says campfire stories because we do read these on the fly <laughs> yes yeah. and you're getting our genuine reaction when we're actually reading your stories because our bus driver so graciously takes time away from bus driving <laughs> and kind of divvies them up between the two of us to read so it's it's our genuine reactions right now like we don't read these beforehand <laughs> nope so nope you, you get a, a a reply that says thank you and get our reactions later <laughs> yeah so we do really appreciate you for listening and for submitting your stories everybody today and everybody in our past campfire stories so yes thank you so much yeah and we will see you again in our next tour yeah Bye. Bye.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.